Welcome, friends and fellow horse fiends. You've landed on Come Ride With Me, a podcast dedicated to helping you find harmony, joy, and success in your riding. I'm your host, Anna Fox of Equus Enlightened. This pod isn't about training your horse, but about training you to be the best partner for your horse. Listen to find out how I use my intention to direct my ride. You'll hear how I decide what to focus on, what to say yes to, and when to redirect my horse. You'll see how not getting frustrated or overwhelmed is the easiest path to sanity and harmony. So what are you waiting for? Come ride with me. Welcome friends to another bonus episode of Come Ride With Me. This is a follow-up to our leading and following episode. So if you haven't checked it out yet, you might want to. Usually it's difficult to teach experienced equestrians how to follow. I know because I was one. Also, I'm a terrible dance partner. Following is definitely not my forte, but I can learn. Well, maybe not to dance, but following a horse is much easier. Early on in most equestrian endeavors, we're taught that we must lead, that the horse needs a firm leader, and all of that jazz. The trouble is, that isn't really jazz with real horse behavior. As I was continuing through my equestrian journey, I had this nagging feeling that something wasn't right. My family visited the beaches of the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where I could watch the wild horses. And this was long before there were fences keeping them to a certain part of the beach. These horses were chill in their family groups. No fighting, no competing for things. And a group of stallions living together was just as common as a group of mares and foals with a stallion. That was not what I had been taught about horse behavior. Of course, I had to start looking into this and doing more research. Turns out that dominant behaviors we see in horses are created by humans. Yes, stallions will compete for mares or a band in the wild, but it's rarely to the death fighting, as I was told, and it's also not something that happens very regularly. Family bands are generally well-established and long-lasting, also something that I was not taught. But we aren't here to discuss the living behaviors of wild horses. We're here to discuss how we can communicate better with our domestic horses. Though I do think taking an opportunity to observe horses in the wild can be really helpful. So if you ever have that opportunity, take it. Um, There are several places in the States you can do this. Um, All over the world, there are wild horses. So um, it's a very interesting observation, especially if you know nothing but domestic horses. Recently, I was reading a book that talked about manifesting your destiny or your plans and surrendering them to the universe. And the theory with this is that positive thinking creates a vibration within our energy that is at a higher frequency than negative thoughts. And with this positive, higher vibration, the universe delivers what we're trying to manifest. And I'm sure if you've read any self-help books, you've heard that rhetoric. I have a really hard time surrendering. But the book I was reading put things in a different perspective. It said, take charge thinking is fear-based thinking. And the act of allowing is love-based thinking. 
So if you're always trying to take charge, always trying to grab the universe by the horns and force it to do what you want to do, this is fear-based thinking, the fear of what you're not going to get usually. And the act of allowing what you want to happen and to manifest through the universe is love-based thinking. So if you have a horse that's unsure about a situation or is maybe just having a bad day and your fear of not getting what you want from that horse that day takes over, you're going to take the reins, take charge, start demanding your horse do X, Y, Z. And maybe the horse isn't ready for that. And then you get pushed back and then we have a long, complicated riding session ahead of us. If my faith in the horse is greater than my fear of what I'm not going to get, I can surrender to the horse's timing and create space to allow the horse to do what I want. It's like the old trying to force a square peg into a round hole saying, right? When you watch a kid playing with that toy, they allow for the possibility of eventually picking up the round peg and fitting it into the hole. They don't usually spend half an hour trying to cram the square peg into the round hole. They may try a few different ways and whatever, but then they're going to start picking up other pegs and seeing if they'll fit, right? They're allowing the space to find the right answer. So creating space to allow your horse to find the right answer is very important. And if this is a new concept to you, start slow. Try doing a few moments of the passenger riding each time you get on, right? Can you just start to follow and lead and follow and lead and just go back and forth between the two and see what the difference is in feeling? Start noticing what your horse's tendencies are. If there's something you'd like to change about what your horse is doing, get a clear image of what you do want in your mind and set that as your intention. So if your horse always goes up into one corner and they kind of get stuck there, or they just get really close to the fence there, set your intention to make the turn to the corner more shallow. Look through that turn. As you approach it, look through it from a shallower perspective. Pick a point on the other side of the arena, whatever it is. Get this clear picture of where you want to go and send it out into the universe. Send it out to your horses. This is where we want to go. If you feel that your horse is still going up into the corner further than you'd like, Softly, but clearly and firmly use one side of your aids like we discussed in the video. Just, oopsie, what if we go this way? And then go back to following again. As soon as the horse is committed, as soon as they commit, you want to allow, let go, release your own brain cramp and be happy that they made the change. If it didn't go as smoothly as you would have liked, you can continue to tune it up. Keep your intention to ride more shallow corners. For now, when you feel 
The horse is now following your intention. Use your one-sided aids again. In the meantime, play with setting your intention earlier for the corner, asking for their trajectory to change earlier. Does a stronger aid work or a lighter aid? Play around until you find out what works well for you and your horse. Then refine that so your aids become more and more subtle and the communication with your horse gets better and better. If you mess up the corner a few times, it's not a failure. You are learning. The only failure is quitting, saying this is stupid. The horse is stupid. It's untrainable. I'm untrainable. The horse will always be spooky. Or he just wants to go visit his buddies over in the field. I have to bring them in before I can ride. Or I'll just have to deal with it. That is quitting and failing. Playing with finding the right combination to get the result you desire is information gathering. And it is not failing. It is information gathering. And more often than not, you're going to end up gathering information that's going to help you down the road when you think you have another problem. If you allow your brain to be open, allow for that space to notice what you feel from your horse, what your horse is trying to tell you, really get in to the following the feel. And I really like this idea of the fear-based thinking versus love-based thinking. Oftentimes, I hear people telling their horses, no, don't, stop, quit, or any combination thereof. Not only is this your fear-based thinking talking, psychologically, these words are now what you and your horse will remember. No, don't, stop, quit, oh, come on already. Like, you know all the things. In very basic terms, our brains remember best what we heard first and last. Much better than the gobbledygook that's in the middle. So have you ever heard that you should tell someone to remember to pick something up at the store instead of saying, don't forget? You know, for example, remember to get the milk at the store. Remember is easy for our simple minds. Don't forget the milk now gives my brain two options for words to remember in conjunction with the milk because the milk is the last word. So I'm going to remember that, okay? My brain's got milk, but now I have two options for words to remember in conjunction with the milk. So now I can don't the milk or forget the milk. Either way, I'm not taking milk home today, right? Because none of those encourage my brain to remember the milk. When we flood our vocabulary with negative words, we get negative thoughts. And when we leave our house with those negative words and thoughts, that's what we retain too. When we leave our horses with those negative thoughts, that's what they retain. 
So I'm always encouraging people to take the no, don't stop. Wow, no, don't stop out of their vocabulary. Replace it with please, yes, thank you. Right? Please go here. Yes, thank you. That is exactly what I was thinking. Or please go here. Oops, maybe a little more over there. Oh, thank you. Nice try. We'll get it next time. This type of affirmative vocabulary opens you up for possibilities. It makes talking to your horse a love language and not a fear language. We all got into this for the love of horses, not the fear of them. Wow, guys, that's like a really short episode. Hopefully I didn't talk too fast. Um, There's just a few key points that I wanted to get out there that go with the leading and the following, but will help your relationship and your communication and your writing so much. If you can change your thought process to that love-based thinking of allowing, I would love to field any questions about that. I'd love to hear how you don't think it's going to work for you because there's going to be a lot of people who have that. And also, if you've tried it and maybe you had a little success here or there, you're not quite getting there, like, let us know how it's going. This is something that could really change the way people ride their horses and communicate with their horses for the better. This could make everybody's lives so much easier. I'm telling you, when you can get out of the habit of saying, don't stop, quit, you stop thinking those things too, right? And so then we're allowing, there's more space for the right things to happen. If this way of communicating with your horse is new to you, or if these ideas are different than what you've been working with, start small. You don't have to change everything overnight. In fact, research shows that making a decision to change your habits and then taking smaller, incremental steps toward producing new habits is the most successful way to make change. If you know that nothing is working with your horse and you're in a place that feels dangerous to you, stop and get some help. If you are just thinking, I need an easier or better way to do this, or maybe you just aren't quite finding the success you deserve, start small. You have lots of old habits. Give your brain time to wrap itself around the new ideas. Give yourself that allowance and the loving energy you want to give your horse. So I know this was short, short and sweet, I hope. Please let me know how it goes. The links are in the show notes. You can always email me, Anna at equusenlightened.net. Hit me up on the social media. Have a great weekend, guys. Happy writing. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Come Ride With Me. My goal is to demonstrate to riders that we don't have to do something every second of a ride. We don't have to do things a certain way or at a certain time. Just staying present with your horse and gathering non-judgmental information about how they are going is way more beneficial than overthinking and overworking. If you'd like to learn more about what I do at Equus Enlightened, you can find me at equusenlightened.net or on patreon.com slash equusenlightened. 
You can also find me on social media as Equus Enlightened. I will put all the links in the show notes. And until next time, happy writing. Oh, before you go, please remember to rate, review, and share this pod so others can find it. I would love constructive criticism, but like my mom used to say, if you don't have anything really nice to say, there's no need to say it. Just ride on, my friends. Have a great week.